Where were you born and where did you grow up? I was born in Bulgaria and I grew up in my born city Plovdiv, called Plovdiv. It's a lovely city. It's, uh, my city Plovdiv is on the art capital. The art was elected for capital art in 2019. And it's a really beautiful city and people are going there to visit the city because it's beautiful, has a lot of buildings and architecture that is eye-catching. It's a beautiful city that amazes me every single day and I feel proud of myself being born in that city. When did you come to America and what did you do in the States? So I, I came to America in uh, uh, April 2014. I came as a student. Uh, I've worked in Michigan as an internship program, worked in the farms for about four months, and I've been working really, really hard. It was really tough working in the farms. It was not, it's not a joke, but it was a great experience to me. It was a great experience. I really loved everybody there. It was uh, really friendly. I get really spellbinded by the beauty of Michigan. I was in the a small city called Heart. It was lovely. We were uh, hanging out in the beaches when we got time because we were most of the time we were working. But uh, on the Sundays we were on the beaches and uh, we had the barbecues. We played volleyball in the beach. It was really cool. It was really it was really nice experience. The reason why I decided to come to America is that there was something really bad happened to me in my country. Something really unpleasant. I was really kind of discouraged of what was the consequences and, and the reason why I came here was because I was being really kind of kicked out from a, a lot of uh, companies from uh, in my country uh, for no reason. I was in the, I, I started working at a job where I'd been, I haven't been paid anything and that's the reason why I decided to come to America in the first place. I decided to uh, look for new opportunities and I don't think that I made a mistake uh, eight years later. I don't think that I made any mistake. Um, I had a really hard time coming here. I had to collect money that I couldn't, uh, that I didn't have. Uh, it was really tough to me to come here, but uh, I made it. And I'm, uh, I'm so grateful that I'm here. After I was done with the, the studentship internship program, I came to Chicago. That was like the September 2014. I came to Chicago and I uh, I started work as a in the construction. I was a helper. It was a really tough job. It was really you got to be consistent and the, the work hours were, you know, eight to five. But it feels like you were we've been you've been working for twelve hours straight. It was after work days. I was completely tired. Despite of my age, I was twenty five when I came to the states. So I was like twenty five by that time. Then I decided to find a job as an electrician and. As an electrician, I worked, uh, I got lucky that uh, I find a, a guy named uh, Nick. He contacted me with uh, another uh, man. His name is Pete. He's a great guy, a very, very generous man. He was, uh, he was my employer for, for the next three years. We were doing a lot of jobs, commercial, residential. We work everywhere in the Chicago area. We worked uh, in the houses. We work in the huge industrial factories. We worked at, we do pretty much everything, uh, electrical wires, connecting the devices. It was a, it was a really, really tough job though. It was a, and at the same time was, I was really excited because I was doing something that, uh, it really challenged me uh, for the, pretty much for the entire time. And I loved, I really loved doing that job. Even, even though it was not easy, especially when you have to bend pipes, that's really one of the most, the toughest, aspect of this job because if you messed up something even with the quarter range 
you cannot use this pipe. You got to throw it away. And if you have to throw it away, you know, people are getting mad at you because those pipes are not cheap, you know. But again, at the same time, I like the challenges. So that is what kind of person I am. I like challenges. And I took those challenges. It gives me motivation to grow, to grow as a person in any kind of aspect. Then I got a chance to to study English as a second language. A lovely experience. I've, I've met a lot of good people there. Uh, it was just for a month, but I still have a lot of memories from there because it was a lovely time. And everybody there was uh, amazing. Everybody there was really genteel, affable. Everybody was so friendly. And we have, we had that bond, that relationship that I still uh, have the memories to this day. And yes, that was a, a lovely time. Then I decided to, while I was working the construction, I decided to start uh, training boxing because I love boxing from many years ago. Uh, I, I found a gym just accidentally. I found a gym. Someone told me there was a boxing gym a mile away from where I lived. I lived in Shorter Park at that time. And I started doing boxing and I you know, I, I, I loved it since the day one when I get to the class. It's an amazing time. And um, I met a lot of people there, a lot of friends uh, that I am still friends to this day. Boxing was not only spontaneously, boxing gradually became not only a hobby, it became part of my life. I, as I was training months later, I start going uh, harder. Um, I start doing the sparrings. I go into the sparrings. And of course, when you start sparring after a few months, you're, you're already thinking about getting in a fight, you know. And it's just not because uh, you want to fight with people on the streets, you know. There's nothing to do with that. You know, boxing is it's a sport. It's a, it's a sport with a huge history. It has many legends that uh, has nothing to do with being a, a fighter on the street, you know. That's nothing to do with that. But just because uh, you train this sport, you know, and you want to become better, and the only way to become better is just... Uh, start into the fighting. I started, my first fight was, uh, uh, I think, 2017, March. I jumped straight straight ahead to the Chicago Golden Gloves. It was, it's a very legendary, well-known, prominent tournament uh, that many, many amateurs are pushing really hard. They really, hard, they really train hard for this uh, tournament for an entire year. Because this tournament can give you, you know, can give you uh, a ticket to become a pro boxer. Yeah, I started uh, my first fight was there. I won the first fight. Then I went to the semifinals. Um, I've lost the semifinal fight bout, which was well, kind of it was really unclear um, how the fight was stopped. But you know, it is what it is. And so I get into the boxing really, really, really hard. You know, I wasn't happy after my second fight that I lost. I decided to continue training and look forward for another fight. And not too long after that, uh, on the summertime, 2017, I had an amazing experience. They found me opponent in a different uh, event, which really actually a really good event. It was, uh, it was in the school uh, center, but it was made, it was made at, uh, like a professional event. There was, you know, ring car girls, uh, there was a DJ, there was a lot of people were coming over. It, was, it, it looked like really like a professional event, you know. And I won that fight there. I was my bout was uh, like the main event. It was just spontaneous decision, and I I won the fight there. And that gave me it gave me a lot of inspiration. Uh, 
to continue training though you know i get really serious in that you know i start looking for another fight not too long after that i get another fight which was uh, held uh, in the burbs in chicago i i lost that fight there but that didn't didn't stop me didn't stop me to wanted to train more and to have more and i got the chance after that i had a chance to find the I met um, a huge name in boxing, Donovan George. He got like a 20, I think 26 pro fights won by KO. He got like 30, 32 fights, I think, uh, something like 32, 34 fights, professional fights. He's a really big name uh, uh, here in uh, Chicago. He's uh, born and raised in Chicago. And then, yeah, it was really fun to meet him because he is, uh, uh, this guy, he was just a different name of boxing. This is just a, uh, this is different level in boxing. He just opened uh, uh, my desire to learn and to practice even harder. We became friends, you know, outside of boxing, and then we uh, he started training me like personally. Uh, he, he was finding me on fights on the side, and it was a really great experience. I had a few fights with him that uh, he organized. Um, I had a great experience. This is the first time when I. Uh, when I won by uh, KO, by TKO actually, and it was uh, it was a great uh, great experience. Uh, I met his father, uh, Peter George. Peter George is inducted uh, as a boxing hall of fame. The coaches for the uh, for the history of Chicago. He's a really well known person to this day. He's a coach. He's a trainer. He got a few uh, professional fighters that are, you know, they're uh, every. Every four months, they have a boxing events here, professional events, and he has his fighters on those events. He continually work with the professional fighters to this day. Uh, yeah, I became um, uh, spontaneously. I became a part of a kind of a boxing society, and that gave me an inspiration to train hard and to dream to become a, a pro boxer. I I love that sport. It, it just uh, when you met people who are actually were names in this sport, who are are uh, making money from this sport, who are completely on one of the top level of the sport, they, that gives you uh, when you're there, when you're around these guys, they give you, they give me much motivation to become part of that. It's just I love that sport. It, it became like addiction to me. I was. I was completely, it just completely changed my mind. And it was, I was so happy. I was happy. And to this day, I'm uh, happy every time when I step into the boxing gym, even into the boxing ring. It just, it just became uh, a religion. It became part of you. It's, it's just in your blood, you know. And this, this is, uh, it's only, you got to be a fighter to understand that. It's just, it's, it became like a religion to you. And it's, and it stains you. And when these people are around you, you know, that's, um, that really helps you to uh, wish to be, wanted to be um, a, a boxer. You wanted, wish to be, become uh, somebody in this, um, in this sport. You wanted to become a name. You wanted to be heard and you wanted to be seen by people. You know, you wanted, you wanted to perform as a real, real fighter. And so then I started working with his father, Peter George. He took me to a, a boxing gym named Oakley. Oakley is a really, really uh, good gym. And a lot of good fighters are going there. And I've met a lot of pro, pro fighters there that they really showed me a different level of boxing. And uh, 
you know, we were working hard there. I was partying there pretty much every single day during the week. It was just like three, four days uh, in the week. It was just partying, partying, partying. And um, Peter George, uh, he find um, a boxing event um, and uh, he put my name on the card. It was a really, really nice boxing event. I, I can't remember, I can't forget uh, how beautiful was there. The whole event was, it was so lovely. It was, it was huge. It, it was like in a huge uh, about house. Like uh, it was, the, it looked like a, uh, the White House. It was everything was so pristine. Everything was so luxurious. There were so many people came around. It, it made you feel like you're you're somebody in boxing. You know, just to me that that was my uh, one of my um, the loveliest moments in boxing. So I was there. I won uh, by TKO. You know, everybody was screaming. It's like uh, there were like five maybe. I remember like 400 people there, I'm not sure, but something like that. And everybody screams, you know, it's a, it's that gives you that uh, euphoria. That it's, it just boils up uh, your, uh, your the blood in you, and it's just so amazing, you know. <clears throat> so, but after that, after this fight, I get uh, I get uh, opportunity for another fight two weeks, two weeks later. Peter George told me that, that he asked me that if you want to be a pro boxer, and that was something that I, I've been training hard since uh, since I started it. So that was like 2018 already. And uh, yeah, my last fight, the, the fight after that two weeks, um, it was held uh, on the on an Italian American um, center. It was uh, it was a really interesting center. There was a, a lot of history in the center, and a lot of people uh, went there. It was a really lovely uh, boxing event. I lost that fight there. I was kind of, uh, yeah, I was knocked down in the first round. Uh, I stood up and I wanted to continue, but in the in the amateurs, the referee, they, they stopped the fights. Uh, if someone get punched a little harder or something like that, it's it's a, uh, that's the decision of the referees, you know. I love the fight, but uh, that didn't uh, uh, stop me to, uh, to train, you know, or to work hard. I was working... I was preparing myself for the for the Golden Gloves for the next year, and that was the reason why I uh, I went there. That was the reason. That was the entire uh, reason why I was fighting there. But then something um, something happened uh, after my last fight. I after after training after work after training I came home. I was getting uh, I felt sick. I felt like I had these cold chills. Um, I couldn't understand why it was just every single day I tried to um, cure myself uh, eating eating uh, hot soups and, and drinking hot tea which is really helpful but the thing that uh, the pain uh, there's I start having pain uh, from out of the blow it, it was like a like a beat in your head it was just continuously beating in your head um, I find out I find out that I have a um, concussion after my last fight after my last uh, after I lost the fight uh, Peter George told me to just to practice I wasn't uh, I wasn't able to spar for for um, for a certain time and uh, I was just working and training that's all I wasn't I wasn't sparring and fighting until the concussion uh, ebbed so um, 
But the problem was the concussion was continually um, bothering me for months. It was just uh, three months uh, nonstop. I, I, I had problems sleeping. I couldn't sleep. Uh, I was waking up in the middle of the night. Uh, all sweat. I gotta change my. I gotta take a shower. I gotta change my clothes. Then, well, then I walk, when I fall asleep after a while, I wake up again with cold chills. I feel all cold. Then I change again. It was just continually every single day. And then um, I don't know what to, I didn't know what to do at that time. I was uh, I didn't have health insurance, and uh, I I tried it. since I was a kid. My mother. She always helped me um, when I was a kid. She, like, she was a pharmacist, and she always gave me something, like some medications, like antibiotics that uh, she cured me. That I never really had to go to doctors, and that's how I grew up. And then I, I tried to, I tried to uh, go on my own. That was uh, at that time I was living um, uh, pretty much by myself, and then. Um, I wanted to. I needed to get this thing done by myself. You know, I I thought that I can do it by myself. I, I thought I don't need a doctor. Uh, but the concussion was getting uh, harder, and um, that was uh, that was getting the problematic. And until that, I feel like um, then I find out that they have um, something really um, really bad, and uh, I had to go to the hospital uh, to get checked out because. Uh, the things wasn't going uh, all right. My my toes, my my legs were so swollen. I didn't have any choice. I had to go and see what's going on in the emergency rooms. Then then I had uh, uh, this unpleasant news that changed my life entirely. I had the news that uh, uh, they said that they have to do uh, particular surgery. I'm not going to tell what exactly surgery is, but it's a uh, it's a very complex surgery that changed my mind. That changed my entire life. I was uh, I was dumbstruck. I I couldn't. Uh, I when they told me that they have to do a surgery, otherwise I'm gonna that I'm a goner. That I'm gonna I'm not gonna be able to live. That's um, I was completely changed my entire life. I would, I couldn't. Um, it took me it took me months. To accept that, because um, on, on my prime, I was 29 at that time, and when they told me that they're gonna have to do a surgery, I was really disappointed. I couldn't couldn't understand why. Then after the surgery, thank God, I, I woke up. Um, it was like a six-hour surgery. I had to spend like a month in the hospital. I had to learn to walk again. Um, they have to um, physical therapist like twice a day had to come over and um, help me out give me instructions how to stand up they have to help me because I couldn't I couldn't do it on my own after the surgery I couldn't walk it was a it wasn't a, it wasn't a joke then I came back to apartment and then I find out that the landlord decided to sell the apartment the, the entire building at that time I was living in um, the townhouse building and that was a big problem because uh, I was really fine with this building in this apartment but they decided to uh, the new management decided to raise the the rent and I had to move out in a different place and yeah since then I had to um, at that time my roommate was Donovan George he helped me um, a lot there 
uh, we decided to get to another apartment together and he find another apartment for us and we share it as roommates and then, then uh, <clears throat> we had some uh, dissensions we had some uh, disagreements and I, I decided to go on my own it was really tough it was a really tough uh, moment in my life I had to uh, had to be stoic I had to man up everything I had to be resourceful I had to make the decisions quickly um, at that time I didn't know what to do I was about to <clears throat> Uh, go back to my country because um, yeah the things wasn't uh, doing really good so <clears throat> then um, I find a friend of mine uh, Victor he helped me um, I lived with him for a while <clears throat> I mean for a while I lived with him with uh, around two months uh, but he really helped me because I didn't have anywhere to go uh, none of my friends had any, anything uh, none of my friends could help me with a uh, with place to stay. So thank God this guy Victor helped me. He really helped me at that time. I was uh, I didn't know what to do. Um, and <clears throat> I f <clears throat> I found a uh, I met a girl just at that time. I met a girl that she really helped me uh, with all these uh, medical uh, problems. She was a really nice girl, but um, we kind of uh, we became uh, close friends. Like uh, we become more closer together. Um, she was uh, she became a part of my life. She helped me when I needed help. She gave me hope when I was hopeless. She helped me with a lot of stuff. And she she bring me my the smile in my face. But then she decided to burn the bridges in our relationship, and that put me in a really bad statement. It put me in a really bad spot. I was. Uh, uh, and the, over the course of a year, I had um, <clears throat> I had this surgery, all these uh, uh, bad predicaments, bad uh, bad situations, uh, hard quicksand that I had to go to, and I was in a really bad spot. It was a <clears throat> really really bad spot. Uh, I didn't know what to do that time. At that time, I was um, I didn't know where to go. I, thank God there was a uh, friend of mine Bobby uh, he find me a job as a driver as a pizza delivery driver and I started <clears throat> driving on that place uh, and uh, the place was in Norwich uh, an Italian guy was the owner of the place and he was really 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 friendly and he was very helpful and so I'm so grateful that uh, he gave me the job opportunity because uh, uh, when you get a surgery People are not giving you any chances. People think that you're um, you're not capable of, of what you can do, and people think that uh, you can uh, you can get hurt while you're working. So I'm so helpful, grateful that uh, this guy, his name is Enio. That was the name of the the owner of the pizzeria. Enio gave me um, give me the chance when I when I don't have any chance. So I worked there. <clears throat> I worked there for a while. I worked there for a few months, and um, it was it was okay. When uh, it was really okay, but then my my health uh, my health report, my medical report became worse. It kind of deteriorating. It was um, it was getting really bad. It was uh, I had to go. 
back in and out in hospitals and emergencies. Like I was, um, I was uh, in the hospitals for so long that I, uh, I, I thought for a moment that I was living in the, in the hospitals, which is kind of really crazy. Uh, and during that time, Andrew was still. He was very helpful. He was. Uh, he took care of me like I was his, uh, like I was his uh, son. You know, he he really took care of me at that time. <clears throat> um, then after that, uh, after I came back from the hospitals for so long, um, that is, they had to do another surgery, which they did. Um, it was another complex surgery. They did it by the end of, um, I think, somewhere by Thanksgiving uh, 2018, the same year. I had like two surgeries in the same year. It was really, really unpleasant. After that, I um, <clears throat> I decided to go on my own. So I started driving. Um, <clears throat> um, I started driving as a Lyft driver. I started. I was a rideshare driver, and mostly about Lyft. So. Uh, and since then, I've been um, I've been driving for Lyft. That's uh, the only job that gave me um, opportunity to um, and flexibility to work on my uh, on the, on my side jobs or everything else. You know, that's uh, that's the job that I've been doing to this day. And um, I'm so grateful that I had this option to to do this job. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to stay here in this country. You know, and yeah, that was. Um, that's just what I've been doing for the past uh, three or four years already. Yeah, it's been already four years only driving and driving for left. Uh, sometimes it's not easy. <clears throat> sometimes it's really not easy, but um, I managed it. Uh, I managed it to uh, make it my um, my daily basis job. It's that's my only job that I um, I make money from. It's my profit come only from this job and. You know, I, it's kind of a full-time job, and I'm so helpful. I'm so happy that I still had a chance to um, to drive for Lyft, because um, otherwise, you know, it will be it will be hard for me to find another job with those kind of uh, surgeries that they have, and that's what I do. Yeah. When did you publish your first book? Tell me more about this book and what inspired you to write it. So, originally, the first uh, date of uh, the date of when I released my first book was the 19th of July, 2022, this year. That's the, it's, it's an autobiography. It's about my life. It's about, uh, uh, it's more concentrated about my, my life here in America. And it's more concentrated about the years between 2015 and 2019. That's like four years. And I've, I've, I've wrote like 400 pages for four years of my life. That's a, that's a quite an accomplishment, and uh, yeah, it, it could tell you that I have a lot to talk about. Um, during the year 2018, I have two surgeries. During the 2019, I have two more surgeries. Uh, so I was I was doing everything by myself, and <clears throat> before my last surgery, like August 2019, I think, I had that an epiphany to write a book because I had these stories, I had this hardship in my life and I I said I had to do something I had to I had to do something with the story and that's how I you know I got the epiphany it just struck me in the head and then boom I said okay I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing a book uh, at that time 
I never, I've, I've never seen a video how to write a book. I, I never read an article how to write a book. I don't even know how to start it. I didn't even know, I didn't know any editors, any publishers, none. I didn't know anybody, anything, anything related to books. Like I was different person uh, back before I get sick. Uh, I was a, uh, I was like a party boy. I was enjoying the life. I was enjoying my life, uh, the nightlife. I like to go to clubs, you know, uh, having drinks with friends, having this, uh, you know, laughs and stuff. That was something that I really enjoyed, and that was like I was doing that um, pretty much for all my twenties and uh, up to early thirties, but. Uh, so I decided to have this book, um, to write this book. Uh, I started it from scratch, from nowhere. I started from scratch, and it was a, it was a really tough uh, uh, endeavor. It was, uh, it was really hard for me because I, you know, I came from a different country. Writing a book in English is, is a second language. That's a, that's a huge challengement because um, a lot of, uh, a lot of words, a lot of expressions are doesn't make any sense to me in, in my first language. So. Basically, I had to forget about my first language, and then uh, I re I start hitting the books really hard. I've been uh, writing, uh, reading, all the time, every single day. I had to. Uh, that was like a consistent. That was like writing the book. It became a like a, a part of my life, and I, I I've been doing that every single day. It was really tough. It was really tough. Um, uh, the good thing was that uh, when I was driving for Lyft. Um, Every passenger, because you know, I talk about because I'm really enthusiastic about this. Uh, the, the passengers, a lot of passengers are telling me, they're giving me that hope. They, they're telling me, Oh, I can't wait to buy your book, stuff like that. And you know, that hit me. And I said, Oh my god, I'm gonna really do this thing. I'm really gonna do this thing because you know, all my friends, everybody, my friend, everybody who I told them to that I'm gonna write a book, everybody told me. Everybody was laughing on my face. They were telling me, you're not going to write a book. Who's going to read your book or something like that? Uh, but I don't listen to these people, you know. His, um, God doesn't... Uh, uh, your friends doesn't determine uh, your future. God does. So if I if I listen to my friends, you will ne I will never going to be here. I will never going to talk about books or I'm never, never going to be able to write a book, you know. So uh, this is what I concentrated on myself. So it was constant working, working. It, it took me, it, it took me two years to write this book. And then uh, I had, <clears throat> I, when I, when I, you know, when you finish the book, you think you're done, but actually you're, 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 you're quite away from being, uh, finished the book. So, <clears throat> I had to find uh, a publisher. Uh, I find a uh, I find a publisher which um, I will call them shitty books because uh, they uh, uh, they didn't quite said what uh, they didn't quite did what they said. Um, they did uh, the editing of this book was like over uh, three months, which is normal, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that was normal, but then uh, the editors didn't do a good job of editing this book, uh, there was a lot of words that uh, there was misplaced, there was a lot of uh, words that, uh, there was a lot of sentences that were completely incomplete, um, there was a lot of work, and they didn't do a good job on that, so I had to work on that ex additionally, and spend months, I, I, I rewrote the whole book, uh, the uh, 
the name of this book is Bridge of Pain. I should say that earlier. So Bridge of Pain, uh, it's well itself. We could tell by the title itself that it's uh, it's something that it's it's really uh, it really hits you in the you know in the nerves. It's something that. Uh, it's something that is painful, but the entire book is not about only pain or nostalgia. It's uh, it's about uh, uh, I put a lot of contrast. I talk a lot about my life and I joke a lot by myself. You know, I kind of make myself fun about the, the entire book. Is uh, you know, I did a lot of mistake uh, in my twenties. Um, uh, you know, I was um, I was drinking a lot before. You know, I was doing stuff that uh, I don't really feel proud of that and through. This book, Bridge of Pain, I decided to. Um, this is my confession through God. So again, so I worked with this book. Uh, the, these editors didn't do a good job, so I had to rewrite the whole thing, and it took me like four months, four more months rewriting. Then again, editing, which is, <clears throat> I didn't have any support with that editing. I didn't have the results that I would uh, been looking for. The, the book wasn't. Uh, I wasn't ready yet, and the months were keep going on and on. It was like seven months already, you know, and the book supposed to be published like uh, at least like eight months ago, like uh, like in December 2021. The book supposed to be already done. It was supposed to be published back then, but again, the publisher they're in, um, they didn't really give me. They didn't really help me a lot. So when I was done with editing, they did the. They had to do the. The files, the pages layout, uh, which took again two months. It took like two months. Like I know they work with the, uh, different authors, you know, and that's fine. But it's like I, I was, uh, for 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 instance, I wait like a three days, just for them to delete one word, just one word to delete. How long? It, how how what it takes to delete one word you know three days you know it's just and again they will keep going on and on and i wait for them for the cover uh, for the file to do the cover i supply all the materials you know they have to do only the isbn the code which is in the back of the, every book um they kind of screw up this price again and you know <clears throat> they told me what it hit me they told me that it's something that's not possible uh, that really hit me really bad. It's like it's like somebody hit me like um, in the crotch area, you know. Like you can't tell me that something is not possible. If it's not possible, I wouldn't write this book. It's, it, uh, it hit me really bad, and I said, okay, I will, we're gonna have to cancel this agreement. Uh, I'm gonna go on my own. I'm gonna do self-publish. I'm gonna go on my own. They actually, it's funny. <laughs> they actually they wanted uh, we had to they wanted to do like. Um, a podcast uh they wanted to charge me six hundred dollars for three minute podcast i mean this is ridiculous you know this is i don't know i they charged me so much money and then they didn't even do the job done the right way you know and it, it it was it was part of the i accepted it you know it's my mistake that they signed a contract with them we uh we canceled the contract uh i go on my own you know so that's how i yeah, this book has a bridge of pain. This has a lot of uh, as a, I can write a book about how I wrote this book. I I've been writing this book like uh, I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital writing this book. People were uh, nurses were looking at me like uh, like I'm kind of a weirdo, you know. They look at me like I'm kind of a crackhead, and you know they're 
uh, cringing and frowning at what he's, he's doing, you know, in the hospital, writing in the, his laptop, you know. I was writing this book in the hospital, which is kind of uh, a really, <laughs> really um, funny to me now, but it's it was like that I had that drive that I had to work, I had to complete, uh, you know, I had to finish this thing. So what I have to mention about this book is um, when I was in the hospital before my last surgery, um, my third surgery was, it took like 16 hours. It was 16 hours surgery. I had to sleep uh, four days. When I woke up, uh, I was the happiest man in the world. I gotta tell you, it's like you you became a father. You, know, you got that feeling that you're so happy. You know, you're you're back again. You're back again, even though you know that you're not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to uh, walk immediately. I have to go through all this process again and again and again. But I was so happy. And then um, uh, the next day. I remember I had to, um, I had the nurse to eat something. I wanted to eat the fruit, you know, like a fruit. So they gave me a little fruit. And then, uh, then the worst thing can ha happen to me. I was, uh, it was like a nightmare. I started sweating. Like on the medical stretcher I sat up, I didn't move, but I sweated. I sweat like I was under the, the shower. I was like under the head shower. It was just constantly sweating. I never, I never thought this is possible. So I called the nurse, you know, to wipe me out. The nurse came. He was a very nice guy. He came. He was wiping me out. And, he, you know, he told me, man, you're sweating. Yeah, man, I'm not, I didn't call you to see your pretty face, you know. So, so he was keep um, wiping me out. Then the worst thing happened. The worst thing, this is the reason why I read this book. Uh, my whole body became paralyzed. I couldn't move my pinky. I couldn't move my pinky with all I put all my power I couldn't move my pinky. I was like my eyeballs, I couldn't move my eyeballs. I was like a stuffed animal looking straight, stuffed animal. It was really bad. It was I saw that uh, because it was emergency, the the nurse immediately left the room. He got to call somebody. All the doctors were they didn't even they didn't even wore the the white robes, you know, they were uh, they were walking with the suits. It was such a, it was um it was like in the movies, but it wasn't. Uh, it, we was we weren't we weren't filming. <laughs> it was so bad. I couldn't. Uh, I lost the ability to talk. Uh, I couldn't say a word. I couldn't even hum. It was like I was like a cadaver, like a corpse. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't talk. Uh, I saw this. Uh, uh, all these um, doctors, surgeons, they were asking me questions. Uh, do you know which years? Do you know where your name is? Do you know where you're at? I couldn't answer. I, I was conscious. I can hear, but that's all. Then my eyelids, because I was 100% paralyzed, I couldn't open my eyelids. I closed my eyelids, but I couldn't open them. They were closed, and I thought, that's it. This is it. I'm, I'm going. This is it. This, there is no way, you know, I, I will walk up. I, this is it. I'm done. I said goodbye to uh, my mind. My inner voice said goodbye to my parents, to my friends. I said, that's it. I never thought I'm going to wake up. After I woke up after two weeks in induced coma, and uh, the, I woke up like a different person. I woke up with the, with the mission. I have that mission now. I have that drive that I already started this book. And then I said, no, I'm going to finish this, what I started. This is what I'm going to do. And... Um, I've been going through a lot. I've been uh, writing this book in my car, writing this book in every kind of place that you can possibly think. I was writing this book in the 
like in the Starbucks, in the storage, because I couldn't have that uh, at that time. I didn't have a, even a, um, uh, like a proper place that I can put my laptop and stuff like that. But I never stopped. I never stopped writing. So I finished it. You know, I finished it. Uh, uh, just the feeling that I finished this book because I've been going through so long, through so many stuff, through so many hardships. Uh, the thought of being uh, paralyzed, hundred percent. This is the ugliest thing that can can you can. I I hope that no one would ever uh, experience something like that. What I saw, because uh, this is the worst thing. This is it cannot go worse than that. I was and I I am so happy that I was uh, uh, I was conscious conscious there uh, and I. Uh, they had to put me in sleep. They had to uh, give me anesthesia, uh, so they can find out what's going on. And thank God, I was I was like that only for, I I was conscious only for five minutes. This is the worst thing that can ever happen to you. So this is how and this is why I wrote a book. And it, again, the book, the the name, the title of this book is Bridge of Pain. It's uh, it's it's how I I talk about my life. And again, not my entire life. It's just about five years of my life. And I had a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. On which day was your second book released? What is it about? And why did you release your second book before your first book? The funny thing is, um, my second book was released, I think it was released um, officially um, in the, uh, the 11th of July this month, uh, this year. But it then officially came out... Uh, officially came out like the 16th of july which is like three days three days before i published my first book so how come i published my second book before my first book this is uh, insane i i thought i thought this is a uh this is i thought this is a joy i mean uh, uh god works in a really mysterious way and then um i never thought that could be possible so i started this book uh called this is a james dauber if that's the name of the title that's the title uh the subtitle is the cold border uh it's a mystery it's a novel it's a um, kind of suspense um has this um <clears throat> uh this suspense this is a thriller you know this is a really interesting book uh so i started at uh i think i started somewhere december 2021 while i've been waiting for the publisher uh, shitty books when well, I've been waiting for the publisher because uh, it was just a lot of weight I decided to start uh, my second book before uh, the process of publishing my first book so I started writing the second book and it was just um, it was just um, uh, casual um, endeavor um, I just started it casually every day I was just writing it I had that idea and I just keep working on it you know and I'll be working every day and I I published this book for eight months before my my, my first book it's yeah James Dauber the title it's it came before my first book and it's it's because I did it everything now this this my second book it's already something that I already know what to do I had that vision I had what what I need to do I have everything in my head it's in it's in my head I can't even explain how it's in my head every time when I sit down if somewhere and I start working on my computer I ask myself okay what I'm gonna write about and then boom after an hour I have already 500 words just like that 
I don't even have to uh, do a draft. I just sit there and I start writing and I write stuff. I write, I write, um, I portray I'm really descriptive. I have all these uh, interesting stories about James Dalbert. Is a, that's the name of the character, my, the main character. That's the reason why uh, it's because the entire book is focused about him. It's a guy who goes to the liquor store. Uh, he's a prosperous um, author. He he just decided to go to the liquor store to get something for uh, you know get a bottle of booze on a regular Friday or Saturday night. And then something doesn't happen there. Um, he was um, he was uh, involved into a murder. He was um, it was he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So the target of this murder was a, a Russian refugee. He was. Uh, a part of a, uh, it's a fiction. That's a it's entire fiction, you know. It's so this ref, uh, Russian man was um, he was part of a uh, of the government, the Russian government project. And what what is interesting about this Russian man was that uh, you know the police, the Chicago, because it's the entire the entire the entire story in fiction is here in Chicago. Because I you know I live in this city, and I love this city, and so it's it's about this. The, the stories in this city, uh, you know, so the police in Chicago, they um, uh, they could understand why these people, uh, this this man, Russian man, um, look the same like he did sixty years ago. So uh, this is why um, uh, James Dalbrev he he survived from this uh, from this uh, like shooting. And since then, his life became a, a, a nightmare. It was a that he there was a, a lot of stuff was going on around him with his family, unpleasant stuff. And the entire book is is just like a boxing speed. If you ask, but there's so many there's so many uh, events that are happening, on and on and on and on and on and I just it just this book is just keep going on and on. You, you, if you read this book, if you start reading this book, you can't you can't put it down. This is the the, the entire. This is the entire um, idea. This is the idea. I want. I want my books, to, uh, especially my fiction. This fiction. Uh, when I want the, when you open this fiction, I don't want you to stop reading this book. So this is the, the entire reason I wrote uh, the whole thing. And it's funny because um, today, um, because I'm still a driver, you know, I still uh, drive passengers. Now I have these books in my hands. You know, people are looking at me in a different way. I talk about these books. I told them here. You want to do you like reading books? They say yeah. Okay, what kind of books? I well, don't this and this. Okay. Well, here's my book. And then people look at me a different way. They say, oh my, oh my gosh. Hold on. Are you the author? I say yeah. It's my picture on the back and the cover. And then you know people are starting reading from my fiction, from the from the James Dobrev. And some of them they're actually they start flipping the pages and they go to the second uh, chapter while they're in, in my car. You know and then. This is how I promote this book, and this is actually a really, really good book. This is, uh, uh, I'm really, um, this is why I really, um, this is why I really, uh, I like in this book because, uh, it has this story that can capture you and it can stick with you. This is the story that, uh, I hope that people will, uh, will understand that, uh, that has that, uh, um, they give you that enthusiasm, you know, they being enthusiastic about 
radiant every single every single time. Like you asking yourself, oh, okay, what, what's gonna happen next? Like what what I'm gonna find out now? This is what that's keeping you suspense. And this is um, yeah, this is about what yeah, this is what about this book is. The feeling is ineffable. It's kind of uh, it's really hard to explain. It's like uh, uh, when I when I first published James Dobrev, um, I waited. Um, I was checking uh, on Amazon. I was keep checking on and on, and I was wanted to. I wanted to see my book in the on the internet. Um, and when the when the moment, because I, I uploaded all the files, and then after six hours, Amazon already had already had my first book, my uh, my second book actually, which has been published first, James Dabrev. I got the feeling that uh, I said to myself, God, I made it. And then uh, it says it's it's almost um, same feeling comparing to it's almost like you're you won the water the the lottery. It's not about you know getting the money you know it's about that uh, that accomplishment making this this book uh, available released and then when I got a bridge of pain after three days I said to myself okay this is huge because I mean ask yourself this question how many people are publishing two books in the three days. And especially how many people came from different countries, came here in America as an immigrant, uh, but they came here. I forgot to I forgot to mention that when I came here in America, I couldn't speak English. Like I couldn't enunciate a word. I I couldn't understand up to one point, but I couldn't talk. I couldn't have that normal conversation. I couldn't even order something from uh, Burger King, you know, the first time when I went uh, in the Burger King, uh, I couldn't order anything, I had to point it out, give me the, uh, number eight or something. Uh, and now I have these two books published in a week. And this is, how many people do that? You know, this is, um, it just gives me, um, just gives me that feeling, that drive to work harder and work more. Cause I'm, I'm not, um, uh, I'm happy, but uh, I'm not done with books. I'm, uh, I'm far away from done books. I already started my third book, you know. So I, uh, my yeah, that's uh, the feeling is uh, amazing. Uh, it's it's hard to it's hard to compare. It's something that um, it's really something that um, gives me uh, motivation to work harder and to keep going uh, to keep moving forward, you know, in my life. It it. It tells me it, that it just tells me that uh, I did something that uh, not many of, of my people, people from Bulgaria, not many people writing writing books in English. I think it's only one person, uh, as far as I know, maybe one or two. So um, yeah, it make me feel uh, simply make me feel proud of myself. You know, I can't say I can't say it clear enough. It's it just made me feel proud of myself. What does your life look like today? Yeah, this is another hardship, yeah. So life hasn't been um, really easier since even um, I got this book done. I met this girl like around 2020. Um, uh, we get, uh, you know, we hit, hit it off. We get along with each other. And we decided to get married a year uh, a year after. So I became married. My marriage wasn't, um, wasn't very successful. Uh, to this day, to the, now, I kind of, we had a, like this uh, disagreements, and um, 
had to I had to live uh, I had to move out from her apartment because we initially we start uh, living together but it it just it didn't work out like that and I wasn't very uh, happy and now today I'm um, kind of uh, I'm going my own I kind of sometimes I don't have places to go and I, I sleep in my car you know it's it's not easy you know and um, I don't got any support today I don't get any support from uh, my friends from Bulgaria who lived here in Chicago I have a few friends that um, uh, they know me they know how uh, sick I was they visited me in the hospitals for many many times and today um, I didn't have any support from these people and it's fine you know it's um, everybody I you know I think outside of the box I don't expect anybody to um, support me you know I uh, recently I posted um, on social media about those two books you know I uh, I said a few words how you know what they did with those books because not many of my friends even know about that and I don't get any support you know nobody even like it nobody send any, any you know any uh, congratulations or something like that you know I will do that for them but they will not obviously they're not doing that for me you know they're they're not they don't acknowledge that which is totally fine you know so nowadays yeah I I kind of, uh, I, I try to work out with my marriage because my marriage is really complex. It's, it's like my marriage is completely the same thing in my entire life. It's, it's really complex and I work with my wife. She's a, she's a good person. She's a very good person. She's a very helpful person. She helps. She, she has God in her heart, her heart, something that I really like too. But we have something that uh, we can um we try to work with each other. We tried it many, many times, and I've been going through a lot because of her. I've been going to places that I never thought I'm gonna be. <laughs> so I don't want to even say because I I have with her with my wife. I mean I have enough story to to write another book. You know I just I just with her. You know there were so many stuff. Uh, uh, I'm trying to work work with 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 my wife nowadays. I I try to work my, my with my wife with my marriage and. Um, yeah, it's been tough. It's it's been really tough. It's still it's tough, but I, you know, I never, I never put my head down. I never, I never said, uh, I never said I'm quit. I, you know, I never quit about it. Yeah, it's tough living in your car. You know, I, it's not about living the car in a day. You know, I, I lived in the car, in my car for for months, and um, uh, I never, you know, I, 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 I still have my my smile in my hand. You know, in my in my face, and I still. Uh, you know, I keep working. I keep working every day, and then, um, um, I'm very, um, I'm very. Um, I think that my future. You know, I think that my future is not to end up in my car, even with with four surgeries. You know, uh, it's not. I'm gonna. I know that this is just a temporary thing, and I know that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be okay. I know that. I know that I'm gonna be okay. You know, I said it in my in my book, uh, Bridge of Pain. I said it that um, God didn't want you, didn't create you to quit. He didn't want you to quit. And then uh, yes, there is a lot of times that it's it's not easy for us. And I, I can speak for my first hand. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm I'm the guy who experienced the worst thing in his life. And there's no many people that have uh, many. Uh, tough hardships like like me even something even uh, ugliest and harder 
but you know that that doesn't mean that you should quit so i in my for my future i i will keep working i'll i'll do i'll write as many books as i can i'm gonna keep working as and i um i'm gonna i'm looking forward uh you know i live like a different person now uh, i have nothing to do with the person who actually is um portrayed in the bridge of pain i live healthy you know i had to live healthy you know i can't you know i can't uh screw around anymore i can't drink you know i can't uh smoke uh really i can't i can't do anything um that's why this is why i um I, I read books and write every single day i uh, reading books became addiction to me i'm kind of addicted to reading books i can't stop reading it it's just it's just if i don't read today a two two sentence if i don't read today or like a page you know i'm gonna feel um miserable you know i'm gonna feel unhappy i'm gonna feel that i missed something uh so reading reading books and writing it's it's part of my life today I, this is what i am today that's what i'm doing every single day and i and i and i feel i feel blessed that i have the chance from the lord they gave me i have the chance that uh i can do that every single day I'm very I'm sincerely blessed I'm blessed that I'm doing um that I can do that um I can write I can share stories um and I can write fictions uh, this is what I'm actually really interested because in, when you write a fiction you know you're actually you're you're actually you're a god you, you you create stuff you create people you create you create stories you create events you you decide what's going to happen and this is what I am so thrilled I'm so hooked uh in this I'm so hyped you know that writing uh fictions it's something that's is it's 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 just ineffable it's all it's so good you know to do that so that's what I'm doing yeah and know something that I want to mention because I, I really um best um bridge of pain would be um it's written in the first pages uh like in the acknowledgments uh I said it um I'm going to do um I'm going to do like a small charity um part of the profit from this book uh will go for the uh, like a, a orphanage for foster homes uh I'm going to do like a small donation uh for foster homes and it's just cuz I um I feel like an orphan here I don't have a I don't living here it's uh, it's pretty much by myself even if i have a wife you know i'm still going on my own you know i still rely on my own so i feel like i've been uh since i came here i live like an orphan and i god tells me god gives me my heart tells me that i, I have to do something like that i want to do something i want to help somebody i want to help somebody because we have to understand that we we live in the world we have this chance that god gives us and we have to help each other because the world is um it could for some people could be really good for some people are suffering every day and i gotta tell you the uh, people who suffer they um especially people like me you know we we don't um i don't feel i deserve to suffer you know but i deal with that you know so i know that people um especially orphans you know they they suffer with hardships and I, I feel like my heart tells me uh, you know I have to help him because and I'm I'm not doing it because um because I want to sound uh divine or righteous I'm doing it because uh 
when I got sick, when I was uh, at the hospital when the after the first surgery, uh, a friend of mine helped me. We created a, like a GoFundMe portal. And after a week, they collected $5,000 because I was, I was broke. I, was, uh, I didn't have any money. My family, they're not rich. They can't send me money here. You know, it's all on my own. I, I, have, to, I have to be on my own. So this uh, portal, GoFundMe, they collected five thousand dollars you know and that was this is something that i wanted to give it back now 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 i have something that if i collect something i i you know i wrote these books and i want with this book bridge of pen i wanted to um help others that's what uh this is what is this is my future um, i i hope this uh by the end of this year like december um i'm gonna i'm gonna collect everything from those royalties uh, from um, and I'm gonna decide to I'm gonna contact um, I don't know any foster homes but I'm gonna contact uh, some of them and I'm gonna do like I'm gonna uh, do a donation you know just because I, this is what my heart tells me and again I got uh, I gotta mention something else um, uh, especially uh, being a self-published uh, author um, it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, I make like millions of dollars you know and i haven't made any dollar yet you know i just published those books you know i'm still a driver i still this is my st I still drive to make money this is my still uh the only profit yet uh i don't um like i don't make a lot of money per copy you know the, i make like a, between three or four dollars per copy and that's it you know so the prices which you see um the price on on uh, on amazon barnes and noble any bookstore, any physical bookstore, all these prices, they don't go directly to me. They, uh, they've, been, they've been shared between bookstores and a distributor. So I really get the short end of the stick. You know, I get like, again, four or three dollars. So I'm not a millionaire, you know, I'm not. Uh, but I, <clears throat> I just wanted to emphasize that because many people, including me, I could, I could see, I could look at the book it says because James Dobrev, for instance, the hardcover is like twenty-seven dollars on Amazon, twenty-seven seventy-nine, I think, right now. And from this from this price, I make four dollars. And people would say, "Oh man, these guys making a lot of money. He's making raise fifteen dollars from this book." It's not the case. It's not the case. It's, this is that. It's not work. This business doesn't work like that. It, it's um, it's way different. It's way way different. Who is your favorite author? Speaking about authors, I grew up with um, Stephen King. As a kid, I um, I read books too. Um, I, I love to read. Uh, uh, my mother, my mom, she she can read a book for a day, and she still works. She go to work. Uh, she she read over over a thousand books. For, I'm certain that she read over a thousand books. So I got something from her. I love I love to read. So Stephen King was the guy who got me really into reading, and he actually is the guy who got me into uh, reading in English. Because uh, when I started, uh, you know, I was I was reading in my in my born language Bulgarian, and it was um, to read from Stephen King in Bulgarian and to read in English. His books is completely different thing. It's just totally different thing. And it's amazing in both ways. So uh, Stephen King was the guy who get me in the books. 
But the real author that I'm really um, amazed is um, Agatha Christie. Yeah, she was um, she was that kind of author that I want to be today. That she gives that uh, impression to readers. Like when you when you get when you grab her book, when you open the book, when you start reading it, you get involved in her stories. She keep you in the suspense, and you were you kind of okay, okay. I gotta read this. I gotta check this page let me get another page you know i want to see what's going on next she's the one that uh keep you engaged keep you involved in her story and um whatever what she does you know that that's what she did and that's what i want to do the same thing this is what uh, i like with her you know I, this is what i um this is what I want to have ex same expression with my readers. You know, this is this is the author. This is the person that uh, really, really taught me how to um, how to um, how to like book. How to have the, the to be an avid reader, basically. How to be an avid reader. Uh, another author that because um, there's so many. There's not just only one author. There's so many. Um, John Grisham is a really good um, writer. His uh, his books were uh, was really um, uh, really engrossing, evocative. Uh, the other one that I like is uh, James Wayne. He's actually a great writer. I think he's a little underrated, maybe I'm not sure. But James Wayne, he talks. Uh, 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 the one that I've read was The Sixth Sense, I think. Uh, it's about uh, gambling. His stories are so incredibly good. I was flabbergasted. I mean, this guy is amazing. Yeah, he is uh, uh, another author who inspired me. Um, he, who inspired me to write. Um, he's an actually really good writer. Uh, another author that recently he published, I think, his first book. Uh, is actually fifty cents. He's um, uh, he published a book called Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Uh, I think it was published like uh, November, November twenty twenty one, something like that. And this book is actually is a bestseller. I think on Amazon. And his book is actually it's really not interesting. Uh, not because uh, you know his life wasn't interesting, but it's just the way he expressed himself because he wrote that book by himself. Uh, it's a kind of a self-help book, but also comparing, you know, his uh, sharing stories about his life too, like how he's successful he is, and the way he talks, and to just, uh, yeah, he was a, he's a really good writer. It's his book. Um, it's really interesting, and it gave me that uh, another motivation to write. It gave me, uh, you know, I quoted him a lot, like, because uh, I love to read from a physical books and. Every time when I read something interesting, um, uh, it grabs my attention. I had to, I marked, you know, I quoted, I quoted him a lot. Um, um, you know, I keep his quotes in my textbooks, and yeah, he was actually I was really uh, mm, uh, interested about his his work as an author. <clears throat> Another author that I'm, um, <clears throat> that I'm really interested in was uh, Thomas Harris. Yeah, is uh, he wrote. Uh, um, the Silence of the Limbs and uh, the Red Dragon, yeah, those two they became a movies, of course. That's uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he is another author that uh, keep you in suspense, and his uh, 
his books are um, incredible. Another author which actually really inspired me was, um, uh, he's really well known actually, uh, Joel Austin. He is, um, he's also a preacher, um, he's a minister, um, uh, many people know him, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, he's also an author too. And then his books, like, because he talks about God, you know, he gives you that, he gave me, he opened that connection uh, that I have with God nowadays. Uh, the way he talks, he just, he just talks about uh, to believe in God. He talks, I quoted him a lot in my book, Bridge of Pain. He talks about, <clears throat> he talks about, <clears throat> um, he says, uh, I quoted him many times. He says, God, you know what is best for me. I trust you. So this, uh, uh, this quote of him, I actually wrote it on the sticky note and I left it in my car. And one day there was um, a bishop. Uh, he jumped into my car and he saw the, the, this sticky note and he actually get hyperventilated. He was... He was in an euphoria. He was like, oh my God, I was waiting for this thing. Uh, he gave me even $100 uh, tip. I, don't know, I, was, um, I, I told him, don't give me any tip because it's, it's not about this tip. But he was amazed. He was making pictures with, he, he, he took a picture of this note. There's so many people are actually are, uh, uh, everybody who see that, uh, that sticky note is, oh my God, this is so cool. This is really cool. I like this. I love this. Who wrote this? You know, it's, um, yeah, uh, Joe Austin is, um, is a really good author. Tell me about your future plans. So my future plans is uh, I'm going to keep going and writing. I'm going to keep publishing books. Uh, I think this is going to be, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I really, uh, one day, when I get a chance, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a, a library. If I got a house or something, I'm gonna build a library. I'm gonna live in that library because I uh, literally I sleep with books. Uh, I just uh, love the books. And then uh, yeah, I'm gonna do uh, write books. I'm gonna be helpful. Uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this uh, donation charity about foster homes, about the orphans. Um, from the road is collected by a, from a bridge of pain. So I'm gonna try to be helpful. Uh, as much as I can to the society, and then, uh, yeah, this is my goal. I will never stop being close to God. I will. I have that connection now. Uh, I have that bond connection with God, and um, that gives me the hope to uh, deal with, cope with every, every single hardship nowadays. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I don't want to be like. Um, I don't want to be a celebrity or someone that is really well known and everybody. Uh, kind of, you know, we're jumping on him like a fence, you know, have a lot of fence. I mean, I don't want to be a, a celebrity, but I do want to make money from books. This is what I'm pushing so hard. I, I do want to uh, become a name. I want to become a name as an author. I want to, I want to be uh, uh, heard. I want to be understood. I want people to. Uh, be interested in my books. I want people to talk about my books, whether it's gonna be uh, positive or negative. Like I want to be, uh, I want to have this feedback, even if it's a backlash again. I want to have this feedback from the people. I want to be known as an author. I want my name to be uh, synonym as an author, and then I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna I'm gonna push hard for that. You know, I'm, uh, I don't know how many, but I'm gonna write more books as much as I can. You know, this is. Uh, 
this is my goal. Uh, this is the thing that uh, I feel like I'm gonna, um, you know, um, I'm gonna pass away with book in my hand because I, <clears throat> I, I really <clears throat> enjoy uh, edit, uh, reading and writing too. When I, when you were near to death, when you were actually you were dead, you wake up with different perspective. You have this different view, and now as a man who had these hardships behind his back. Now, the only thing I want to do is to know more about this world before I live it. So that's that is what I'm gonna do. Um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I like to travel. I like to travel a little bit because since I came here in America, I've been living most of the time in Chicago. I don't even know how is the South and all this stuff. You know, I never, uh, I never, I wasn't been, I never been there, not yet. Uh, so, but the most. For the most part, uh, I will be I will be uh, connected. I will be linked with uh, books. Yeah, I want to do as much as I can. And I'm working again. I'm, I'm working with my third book already. Um, whatever I'm gonna finish, I'm gonna finish it. I you know I hope with God you know everything's gonna be okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. I'm gonna be a writer, and I'm gonna try to help as much as I can to the society.